Hey, this is Pastor Jesse of City Lights Church, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you and confirms the fact that the kingdom of God is a present reality in our lives that you get to live out. You get to be God's ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. That's exciting news. We also hope that our messages challenge your identity to help you understand who you really are in Christ. I hope that you're blessed by this message today. Well, good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Good. <laughs> we are on the third week of our Advent series, and the first week was about hope, and we lit this hope candle over here, which I'm going to light right now. This is a fun lighter. And then last week, Jesse preached an excellent message on peace, and this week I get to preach with this pink candle. Uh, it's pink. Uh, Most people believe it's pink because it's a cheerier message today. Today I'm speaking on joy. So if you're wondering why this candle is pink, if you're online, maybe you can't see it's pink, but it is pink. I'm going to save that lighting for the end of service uh, with a prayer. So you'll know my sermon's ending when you see me grab that lighter over there, uh, just in case if you're wondering when this guy's going to stop talking. But if you have your Bibles with me today, turn to Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. For those of you who have spent time with me, Uh, You might know one thing about me. It usually comes out in conversation. I have two extremes. Either something's really awesome or something's really terrible. Uh, There's no in-between for me. And what happens is that makes me a pretty bad hype man. Uh, I do this thing. I was with uh, Ben Weber, if you're watching online. Ben Weber was one of the first people outside of Jesse to call me out on this because we were at an event, and I was like, Ben, these are the best fries or something like that ever. And he looked at me and he said, the best fries ever? And I was like, I'm a terrible hype person. And this has got me in trouble before. I've told coworkers at the Italian Fest about this pizza place. Like, this is the best pizza of all time. And my coworker went there and said, this is the worst pizza. And it was good to me. It just wasn't his style pizza. So now no one trusts me at work anymore when I suggest food because they're like, that pizza suggestion was really bad. So I am the worst hype man of all time. But today we're going to look at... Probably the biggest hyped up phrase I think is in the Bible, and we're going to hold it up to the truth and say, is this this really how it is? Is this worth the hype? Uh, So let's read Luke 2.8. In the same region there are shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day, born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What a birth announcement, by the way. Uh, that would go viral on YouTube today if that actually happened, if that's how you announce kids' births, tons of angels around. But the angel makes this incredible statement. I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Great joy for all people. And another version of the Bible I have says it like this. I've got good news for you that will make everyone happy. That's N.T. Wright's version, and I don't know why. It just makes me joyful. When I Good news that will make everyone happy, everyone. And isn't that the cry of the world today, right? We want to be happy. Does no one want to be happy? I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. Heck, I gave my daughter the middle name Joy because at that time in my life, I was like, I need more joy in my life. I'm going to call her Emma Joy because we want to be joyful. We want to be happy, right? I mean, does no one else want to be happy today? I want to be happy in life. So the statement that the angel makes is really important, right? Good news, great joy for all people. 
So what does biblical joy look like? What does Jesus' birth bring to us that gives us more joy than normal? Most of us, when we experience like happiness or joy, it's because of certain things, right? I get joy from a good latte. Anyone else? And I get really mad when it's a bad latte. But I get joy from my kids. I get joy from when my day is going well. I get joy from when work is easy. Right now, my other job at work is not easy because it's Christmas time and we're unloading like 200 boxes a day from UPS and it's not fun. Uh, so work isn't joyful. And that brings us to the point. So if our joy is based in things, in people, in circumstances, what happens when my latte is bad? What happens when my kids are crying constantly? When my son last night wouldn't go to sleep and ended up sleeping in my bed and kicking me all night? What happens when my day stinks and work is tough? My joy is gone. So this joy here that the angel is talking about can't be based on something that can change. It can't be based on things, on circumstances, on people. It has to be based on something else. And this joy the angel is talking about is not about the feeling of joy because that can change constantly. Am I right? Especially in 2020, the feeling of joy this past week was like, hey, oh, are you with me? Joy, biblical joy, is not the absence of suffering. It's also not the presence of the spectacular. If we root our joy in that type of thing, it would disappear quickly. It will go away. Joy, biblical joy, is a focus. It's not a feeling. So what are we focusing on? What is our focus on today? It has to be something that doesn't change. It has to be something that can't be shaken. So what did the angels say was the source of our joy? Pop quiz. Good news. The good news. This is good news that will bring you great joy for all people, for the whole world. Our joy is anchored in the unchanging good news of the gospel of Jesus. As our focus, it's not a feeling, it's something that can't be shaken, the kingdom of heaven. That's where our joy is focused. And I know most of us have heard the good news, but what better time than Christmas to slow down and sort of reflect on the good news of the gospel. I have this, my daughter now is four, so Christmas is starting to become more fun for her. And we do this, like, I ask her all the time, hey, what's Christmas about? And her answer, presents. <laughs> and I'm like, slow your roll. It's about Jesus coming. And I feel like, and this is why it's important. I know they say it all the time, it's a cliche thing. Jesus is the reason for the season. We say it so much, we forget the why we're saying it. But we have to pause right now and reflect on the good news. Because I can have a bad Christmas with no presents and my joy is gone. But if Jesus is there, my joy is still there. So let's, uh, if you have your Bible's open still, let's turn to Ephesians 2. I just want to remind us of the good news of the gospel. This is where our joy is derived from. This is where we get our joy from. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Let that sink in. We were by nature children of wrath. I love this but here. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up 
and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Can we let that sink in today? Dead in our sins, dead in our trespasses, far off from God, but God in his greatness and his mercy and his love found us, saved us, sent his son for us. That is what our joy is anchored in today. That is what we look to today. Our joy is not based on circumstances. It's not based on our day. It's not based on other people. The joy we have today, the joy that will carry us through anything, the, joy, the great news, the good news of joy for the world is that it's found in Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross. That no longer are we far off. And it, it keeps getting better. Like if you read that verse, it keeps like escalating. Okay, now we're saved. We're not far off anymore. Now we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And then it gets even better. Now God's going to pour out his immeasurable riches upon us for the rest of our lives. That is where I want to anchor my joy. That is where I, I want to set my focus on today. That is the good news of great joy. That is the joy the angel was talking about. It's not something that can change. It is there. It's concrete. It's written in the word. It is anchored in God and Jesus and in their love for us. That is where we get our joy from. In fact, the word joy there in that verse in Luke, if you look at the Greek, actually doesn't mean like it's not a joy based on feelings. If you actually look it up, the word joy there means the realization of God's grace. Isn't that good? It's not based in feelings. It's a realization of, man, God is so good. God is so good. And that good news just doesn't stop at a personal level. That joy doesn't stop at a personal level just for us. It goes global. It's for all people. So today I want to have us focus on the joy of our salvation, what I just read. We were once dead in our sins. But we also have the joy of Jesus' coming and the second kingdom and everything being made right again. And I love, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Joy to the World. Uh, maybe we won't sing it at Christmas Eve, who knows, but we, maybe we will. Maybe I'll force Eric to. Uh, but it says, No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found. What good news is that? That this world was in sin. No hope. No hope at all. But God came, sent his son to redeem the earth, and now the curse is being wiped out of the earth. All things are being made new again, including me and you. That is our joy today. Our joy is rooted in the redemptive work of Jesus on the earth and in us personally. I said this in the beginning of the message, joy is not an absence of sorrow. And that may sound not joyful, right? Anyone like, bummer. Joy is not the absence of sorrow, but joy is going to get us through that sorrow. True joy in Christ will push us through that sorrow. There's going to be grief. There's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering. Uh, and especially right now, I think we can feel the weight of that as 2020 keeps moving forward, Right? We feel the weight of joy, we feel the weight of grief and pain and suffering. But we don't focus on that. We focus on what God is doing and is still doing in us and in the world. The joy of our salvation, the joy of his redemptive work. This is why Paul can pen the words, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 
Paul had been through jail, shipwrecks, everything, but he still says, you know what? Even in sorrow, I can rejoice because I know that this isn't the end for us. This is not what the world has. And that's why we, we can, we're allowed to grieve. I don't want to preach this message today saying we're supposed to go around like extremely joyful, smiling all the time. You're allowed to grieve because what grieving is, and this is the right way to grieve, grieving is realizing the world's not right and then God's making it right. And so we grieve with joy knowing that God's making it right. So you don't have to walk around all fake today and pretend to have joy. You're allowed to grieve. You're allowed to say, this is not how it's supposed to be right now. But you know what? I know in the end, we know the end of the story, everything made right. All people coming together rejoicing and worshiping Jesus. And I love this. Jesse mentioned that Psalms today that uh, doesn't, it ties in with this message because that was written about the people coming out of Israel and they had no place to go, uh, coming out of Egypt, they had no place to go and God's promising this land and they get it, they lose it again. So if you look in the Bible in the Old Testament, the first sign of joy is actually when the Israelites get out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness and somehow the first thing they do is rejoice in God. They don't say, wait, we're in a wilderness, God. They do eventually go, wait, God, Egypt was better, but that's how all of us do. They rejoiced even in their circumstances of being in a wilderness, no food, no home, and they rejoiced. And then they establish themselves as a nation, the nation gets destroyed by other countries, and then they come back, and that's another sign of joy for them. God restored Zion for them. And so they come in joy regardless of the circumstances. Sorrow is always there, but what are we rooted in? The joy of Jesus and the joy of his redemptive work. This is why the psalmist can write, and this is one of my favorite psalms, but also a scary psalm. And you notice I say favorite because I'm a hype man. I have tons of psalms that I like. This is my favorite, I think. He can write, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Everything else can go wrong. I could, death can happen, but God is my strength and my portion forever. Or as I like to put it, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. I love being a kid and singing that song. We don't do that anymore. Eric, today at the end of service, joy, 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 down my heart. I'm just kidding. Circumstances can't steal my joy. 2020 can't steal my joy. A bad day can't steal my joy. Sorrow can't steal my joy. Death can't even steal my joy. My joy is never changing, never ending. It's the unshakable kingdom of God. That's what I focus on today. That's what I want to look at today. That's where I get all my joy from. I don't care about lattes. Lattes give me joy. But I've had bad ones that make me mad. But that shouldn't ruin my day. Because God is where my strength of joy comes. The unchanging, never shaking kingdom. So we remind ourselves today, good news, great joy. This is a joy that will never go away. This is a joy that will last to eternity. This is a joy that will always be. And I love the verses. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. So joy, if it's the realization of God's grace, we have to realize God's presence is all around us, right? Because of his grace. And so where is his joy? In his presence. Where is his presence going to be forever? In eternity. We are setting up for the most joyful future of our lives. That's what I want to focus on today. That's where my heart is set today, the end. Not around me. Not what's happening in this world, not my bad job sometimes. My heart and my mind is focused on Jesus. So what do we do when we feel joyless, when the circumstances around us are anything but joyful? Right? I think that's a question we could all ask, because I'm like, how do we apply this to our lives? Because there are plenty of times where I can think, 
and I need joy, and I don't get joy. So we have to look to Jesus. And so Hebrews 2 says this. It says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So that's a good start, right? We, if we believe that Jesus came into this world to show us how to live like him and be part of his kingdom, then we should look to him as an example. So what did he do? It goes on in Hebrews 2. It says, who, the, who for the joy that was set before him, that was Jesus, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, knowing the horrible things that are about to happen to him, things that we can't even imagine, shame. He was hung naked on a cross. He was beat beyond recognition. A crown of thorns, not placed on his head, nicely shoved on his head. He looked beyond that and saw the end for the joy set before him. We, the kingdom of God, coming into full realization, full redemption was a joy set before Jesus. He saw you, he saw us, he saw the end of all of us in heaven, on the earth, worshiping the new Jerusalem on the earth, worshiping. And he saw that, and that was his focus. I said in the beginning, joy is not a focus, it's a feeling. Have you ever, I was talking with Jason earlier today about a bad driver we both know. Uh, have you ever been in a car with a, a driver, and they, when they're driving, they turn, and the car starts going the way they turn, like they're looking one way, they turn to talk to you, or they turn behind you? I feel like that's what our life is sometimes, with joy. Jesus is saying, focus on the end. Focus on the joy of the ending. And lots of times we're driving through life and we're looking at other things. We're comparing ourselves to other people. We're looking at our circumstances around us. And we are crashing and wrecking our joy. And Jesus is saying, no, focus on me. Focus straight ahead. Eyes on me. I can do that because Jesus is in the back. I'm looking at you right now. Focus on him. And so we won't get deterred when there's a bad day. We won't get deterred when our uh, people are mean to us, but we focus on him and realize he is the source of our joy. He is what we're living for today. That's why we can say good news, great joy. It's not a focus. It's not a feeling, it's a focus. Today I'm encouraging us to keep our eyes set on Jesus, the true source of joy. Let's focus on the end. Let's remember the joy of our salvation. Once dead, now alive. If that doesn't make you happy today, I don't know what will. I was laughing uh, in my head yesterday because Eric sent me the song list yesterday. And my first thought was, Eric, that's a lot of upbeat songs. Because I'm, a slow beat, I'm a slow song guy. If you know me, I like slow worship songs. And then I thought about it and I was like, I guess they should be up upbeat because we're speaking on joy today. So that's the reason we're actually ending with a, a joyful, joyful today, because we want people to realize the joy they have in Jesus. But I thought it was just funny how sort of everything is working together to, for joy today. Jesse's opening statement about being coming through suffering, but having joy through suffering. Our song being more upbeat today. I want to remember joy today. We should be the most joyful people on the earth. We should, because of the good news of the gospel. There should be nothing stopping us. And I'm not saying, like I said before, this is not an absence of grief. But this is our focus and our mindset. Even through grief, even through trials, we set our hearts on Jesus. So worship team, you want to come forward today. I made this little shorter message today because what's more joyful than a quick church service? <laughs> but I'm not done yet. I'm just having them come up here and prepare themselves because they got two guitars. They got to tune both of them. But... 
I want to read from Isaiah right now. It's not going to be on the screen. I'm going to read it here. But this is actually, I'm not hyping this up. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite verses of all time in the Bible. I'm being serious. And this is, in Isaiah it says, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that will not be cut off. And so there's another part to apply to our life today. What are we doing with this good news? What are we doing with this great joy we found? When Jesus left the earth, he gave his disciples one job. Go tell the world about me and make disciples. Go let everyone know about this new way of life, this joyful way of life that is different from the earth. So that is our job today, to go out, especially at Christmas time, it's the easiest thing to do. I can walk into the mall right now at 50% capacity and hear Joy to the World playing over the speakers once in a while. This is one of the easiest times to invite people into the kingdom of joy. And so I want to encourage you today, this is what the ending is of, of redemption looks like, everything being made right. No thorns, no briars, no tears, no sorrow, no pain, no sickness. But redemption and everything being made right again. That is our focus in this Christmas season. That is why we light this different color candle today, because of the joy that Jesus brings. We should be happy. We should be celebratory. He comes to make the blessings flow as far as the curse is found. This is what we go for today. And today, if you've never heard the good news of the gospel, if you're here, if you're online watching right now, you were once dead in your sins, but Christ has made a way for you. I want to encourage you today, if you've never accepted Jesus, if you've never set your heart onto this joy that Jesus brings, do that today. If you want me to pray with you, I can. I just message me. I can't be in person. I can't lay hands on you. I can't get close to you and pray. Uh, but I want to know that you're making this decision today. If you're here today, uh, come up to me afterwards and let me know if you're online today. Make a decision today. There is true joy waiting for you. There's joy that can put you beyond this, this uh, year. There's joy that can put you beyond your, your circumstances. And it's Jesus. In the presence of God, there's one of those. Do you guys mind standing today? I'm gonna light this candle and we're gonna pray and then we're gonna go into this song. So Lord, we just thank you today the reminder at Christmas time of your, of your joy, of your true joy coming down to us, meeting us where we are in our sin and our darkness, instead of showing wrath like we would expect you to, like we would give other people, Lord, you showed us grace and mercy. And now we are brought into a kingdom. Lord, as I light this candle today as a reminder of your joy, we're reminded today of the joy of our salvation. And we look forward expectfully hope that the redemptive joy that's coming as you make everything right all the wrongs made right and we look forward to the day where there's no more tears no more pain no more suffering god and it's just your presence and your joy surrounding us god help us realize today the good news of great joy that comes with christmas time help us share that with those around us lord pray right now just if there's anyone that needs joy today I ask that your presence would overwhelm them today with joy in this building online that your joy would flood them that the immeasurable riches of your grace that you are pouring out 
would overwhelm them today and they would set their eyes on you, true joy, the true joy, Jesus. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. In precious name.